Hello. Lord, I've been waiting for you all of my life. All my life, I wait for this woman. I wait for this woman all my life, and now look at her. 20 minutes later. <laughs> right. My bad. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Well, you know, let's go ahead and do it like this. You know, we got to start everything off right. We got to start this thing off right. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever you have to Whatever you happen to be listening to this podcast, it's the GH2 Podcast. I'm your host, GH Hardy the second, and I am joined by a very special, special guest, a third, a third of the illustrious Cash App crew, the one, the only, Alex, the Alex. <laughs> I, had to, I had to clap up for, for all myself. Alex, Alex, tell me what you've been doing lately. Oh, gosh, living my life. Um... I've um, been trying to find some balance lately. Um, this new role that I have has been kicking my butt for the last six months, but uh, I've been doing pretty all right. You know, still still dating here and there, still single out here in these streets. Mm. It's okay, it's though. It sounds so fun. It looks fun over there, over on your side of the, of the, of the lake. When I see your, your singleness, see your singleness <laughs> is the definition of what people's singleness should look like. Going out on dates, a little ass shaking out at a festival, a little ass shaking at a birthday party, a little ass shaking while you're <laughs> with your friends, just having fun and enjoying life. Singleness is not supposed to be miserable, people. Mm-mm. You know, and if you're not married, you're single. So let me let me let me help everybody out. Please let me right. know. All right, so so tell me. Tell me about this new role. Like, you know, what's the difference in this new role and, and why I got you a tad bit stressed, my friend? Um, I'm a school administrator. Uh, and the classroom was a whole lot easier. Like, teachers think being outside the classroom is hard. I mean, being inside the classroom is hard. Being outside the classroom, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I don't even... Like, and the fact that, like, this year we're going through this pandemic and me, like, coming back from the pandemic and the fact that people were at home for so long, it's hard to get people's minds and rationale around coming into the building. That is students and teachers, shit, myself included, um, is that, like, it's just, it's a strain. Like, even getting subs. So, um dealing with all of those things I'm I have to learn to find some balance because I live an hour almost an hour away from my job so I have maybe a two-hour commute every day um on top of the what eight plus hours I spend there so we're looking at a 10-hour day so uh a 10-hour day minimum usually (laughs) so yeah uh but I, I still been trying to live my best life uh, while I'm doing it. That's the thing is I'm still being social. It's like you're trying to keep up with my socialness as well as keep up with my work, you know, and it's it's a lot. But so I've been how, doing better. Huh? So, so how's the new place? I love it. I love it here. I love seeing you dancing in your kitchen for some reason. It's very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> In like a creepy way. Thank you. <laughs> I enjoy dancing in my kitchen. Um, I like new place. I got I put up a Christmas tree for the first time since 
my divorce. I haven't had a Christmas tree since I was married. That's a while ago. Mm. Yeah. So I put one up. I'm not going to be here for Christmas, but it's a, you know, so we're, that's, that's, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. So here's the thing, Alex, I'm going to tell you a little bit what we're doing on the GH2 podcast. So we're recording right now, if you haven't caught on, and it is well before Christmas. However, when you are listening to this podcast, it will be January 1st, 2022, when you listen to this podcast. So we're speaking to our future selves. Yes, so we're speaking to our future selves, and when you get this, you just got to understand that we're probably going to come back and listen to it, because it's probably got a message for ourselves. So mm-hmm. let me tell you what, what's going on, Alex. So you're actually jumping in on part two of a conversation uh, me and me and uh, President Bang, Kenny, were having where uh, non-negotiables versus nice-to-haves. So on the non-negotiable side, what I was saying, so let me give you a little preface what I was saying. Oof, excuse mm-hmm. me. So what I said is, this is my personal belief, so it doesn't mean it's 100% correct. All right. So I believe that in the first two weeks, both parties should communicate their non-negotiables. And then anything that comes up after those two weeks, those are what I like to call nice to haves. So, for instance, um, I have a belief system that I believe that women, I said under 30, but I think you might disagree. I believe women under 30 who are, who are uh, without children and that are, have education, education doesn't mean degrees, it could just mean they're educated and well-versed, they can have as many non-negotiables as they want. But at the max, a person should have five non-negotiables. And for men, you should realistically be at three non-negotiables. And physical attraction should be one of your non-negotiables for your person. Uh, just because I believe men are visual creatures and you should definitely make sure that um, the person you look at, you feel a special tingle in your body when you look at your person. But that's just me. So then outside of those non-negotiables, you got to have you got to have your nice to haves and your nice to haves are not deal breakers. Uh, I believe that if you do not present your non-negotiables then uh, within the first two weeks, then you're only talking about nice to haves. So, with that being said, let's take a spin around the block. I'm going to let you drive this thing. Tell me, first off, what are your non-negotiables when it comes to dating? Mm. Um, Non-negotiables. I think that... uh, I think that this changes a lot um, throughout me dating is that there's a lot of things that I say are hard no's, but they sometimes I find myself doing that. You know what I mean? Like you find it. I feel like it has to be something that I can live up to as well as the other person. And the the my real non-negotiable is that you must always be working on yourself Mm. like 
I don't, I can't, and you always must be finding like joy outside, like within yourself. Like it don't make that my job. Cause I can't make that your job. Um so wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So the first non-negotiable is first always be working on yourself. Always second, be working on yourself, yes. Second non-negotiable is that they gotta find joy in themselves. Yeah. They, they have to yeah. be the chief joy operator of their own life. That's yeah. What I call that, the CJO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cause you um you have to come with that. It's so it's so important because like that energy just is not something that I desire to be around. But don't get me wrong, like and again, that's why I feel like, you know, it's hard to say they're non-negotiables, but at the same time, I understand people go through moments. Like you go through moments, you go through times. I think that another thing is like you have to be willing to communicate, um, which I struggle with a lot. You know, I'm working on it every day, especially when I'm in my feelings. Um, But we be willing to share, like be willing to share things and be willing to like share when it's time for when you need someone to step back and step forward. Um, And communication doesn't always come in I say in words, even though I know people think they do, like they come in words, but they also come in like actions. Like mm-hmm. if if you are needing to be close, come closer. Mm. Um, because it's hard to put that on somebody all the time. Um, but also if you feel like you you you're trying to come close and they're not coming close to say something. So communication. So your non-negotiable mm-hmm. are communications. They need to be this chief joy operator of their life, and they have to continually work on themselves. What other non-negotiables do you have? We have to have sex, and really good sex, and like really evolving sex. And like I ain't, I'm not, I'm sorry, but like I'm a horn dog most of the time. Um, don't I'm know. We, I'm glad we ain't doing video on this. What? <laughs> But go ahead. <laughs> I learned something about my friends every time. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh my goodness. I'm so bad too. Like I am the brattiest of the bra. I was just talking to my homegirl about this. Um and she was talking about how like she just becomes a brat when she's horny. I'm like, me too. Like real, real deal. Give me that dick, nigga. Right, come here, come here, bring that dick here. <laughs> um, and you know, I feel like that's why the first two are so important. Is because like to have those good experiences, like sexually you've got to be in a good space yeah because i have really like in in messing with guys who not in a good space the sex be like what the fuck is going on right now like i don't even know what's going on but that's because he 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 ain't in a great space himself like they not it's not a i don't know it's 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 mm, it's interesting so damn so so okay so I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it non-negotiable so far. Okay. Now, what's a nice to have 
give me your definition of a nice to have in a relationship. Like it's not a deal breaker, but uh, you know, it'd be a nice to have. Um, that is a part of the D nine. Nice to have. Oh, why? Just because he will understand different things if you. I don't know. I just oh. like. I just. I don't know. Yeah, it's different. Because it, it's a different world. Like, real talk. It is a different world. Am I lying? Facts. Facts. Yeah, uh, it's, facts. A different, it's a different world. It's a different kind of person. Like, even the understanding of, like, how networking moves and how to navigate through the world, you know? Um, and See, I never thought about that because it actually makes sense because whenever I dated a young lady who was in the D9, uh, or young woman, whenever I dated a young woman who was in the D9, what I found is uh, it's a lot more acceptance. It's a little bit better communication. Mm-hmm. But when they're not, then, you know, I can't even be friends with Alex to Alex, for real. I got to act like we're not really friends in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a different... It, it, it's, it's different. Well, I mean, with the exception of one, I think there's one organization who would probably not still be okay with it, but... <laughs> I'll leave them alone. Leave leave your leave your, your people alone. But uh <laughs> Oh Lord. <laughs> oh. I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm sorry. But okay. I do I in my experience in like, you know, dealing with them. Those people. Those people, that's usually what I hear. It's like, hell no, he can't have no friends. Hell no, he can't. <laughs> Like, okay, all right, girl, all right. Um, but it's because she's yeah. the only one. She the only oh my gosh. The first and the only. Okay. Whatever. Oh, Live your best life. Um oh, respect, Queen. Uh, but yeah, it's a different it's a different type of move. Like that's why, but that's also a thing about me, like. A, a thing about like one thing that's that's a part of the non-negotiables is like having friends and so I do feel like a lot of times if someone is has like that kind of circle of friends like as if it would be like a being in an organization I yeah. can take that instead okay that's actually like good. I can deal with that but I do I do like like I don't know it's just something it's something about it like it's just I don't know. I, I look back at my relationships when people were in an organization versus not. Um, and it's it's different. But if they have a, a tight circle of friends like that, that is, I think it's more than a nice to have. Um, it, mm. it is it is necessary to have that kind of knit circle mm. um, because you need somebody who calls you on your bullshit. Mm. You're the only person operating in your life by yourself. Like people need people. And like I would love for you know the person I'm with to be charismatic and to be open to you know hanging out with people and all that. Like those are nice to have, but those character things are probably like non-negotiable. Like needing to have some level of um, community, like mm-hmm. some level of community. I like that. So so tell me. So we talked about your non-negotiables. You talk about your mm-hmm. nice to have for mm-hmm. for a young for a young. Uh, business-minded young woman, what do you think are some non-negotiables as uh, 
as you know, while a woman is out here navigating in this dating, this dating, uh, I don't, I mean, I think that me and one of my friends were having this conversation and talking about like the guys who are dating, um, and the potential for them to be husbands. Okay. And, um, and things that like you look at and husbands and fathers. Um, because like, I don't have kids. Um, but I see, I see the hurt and the harm that are caused when people don't think or take in consideration, how would this person be as a father? Mm. Um, how would we be able to raise kids together? I thought myself. No, I'll be at school too much. I'm talking about students. Um, how we be able to raise kids together um, and how are our beliefs on that? Okay. So I think that that is something that me and my friends, I feel like we look at a lot is, you know, what is what is his husband capacity and what is his and what is his father capacity? Yeah, what is that? Um, huh? I said, no, I'm just, I'm just listening to you because, like I said, <laughs> I've never heard a woman say, "What is his husband capacity?" Like I've heard so many different things. I was talking to two of my homegirls last night, and um, you know, they they were talking about like you know about from a mating perspective and stuff like that. But nobody said, "Is what's his husband capacity?" You know, from like does he have an aversion to responsibility and accountability? Because uh, mm-hmm. I think that matters if you're looking for a husband. You know, does he have mm-hmm. the urge? Is he does he does he thrive in being an accountable for himself? Does he thrive mm-hmm. in being accountable for you as a woman? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a Ken said something funny. He said, "Well, he goes, he goes, uh, well, what did she bring to the table?" And I said, "As a man, I don't believe no man should be should be pocket checking no damn female, no woman, sorry, no woman about what she makes. It's your job as a provider." Like, you know, and, and you know, I, I just think that I, I feel for men, for men, that you, you have to, when you're thinking about what you provide, you know, you can worry about what you provide financially, but you don't worry about that from her. Because in her, you're looking for, can she pull that better man out of you? Because mm-hmm. I think you might be a good man. But when you have that accountability and responsibility for a woman and for your future family, it takes you to another level. I used in the past, mm-hmm. I used my example of I never had an issue with how many kids I have because I feel like the more kids I had, the more finances that I had, and I felt like the more accessibility and success I had. Mm-hmm. But I but I but I to hear you say, you know, how is he going to be as a potential father? How is he going to be as for his husband material? I think that's great because I don't hear that when I when I speak when I speak when I'm listening to young women. I don't hear that. But I also I'm going to say this and like this was this is the part about being under thirty, right? Is that I've already been married before, right? Mm-hmm. Been married, been there, done that. <laughs> Got a T-shirt to prove it. I definitely have a t-shirt. I've been telling my mom I'm gonna burn them motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh t-shirt to prove it. Um, PTSD. <laughs> tell me about it. Oh my goodness. You was talking about Twitter. When I first logged on Twitter, it, my picture was our wedding picture. Oh um, not not right now, but like in the beginning of like 
I think the pandemic that shit mm. crazy like but whatever so the the fact that um I've already been there and done it like you know you tried I had a test a test trial trial run or whatever that's what I, I call it it was my trial run marriage mm-hmm. I believe everybody um, should definitely get a mulligan or two on marriage. That's just me. You said they what? Everybody should get a mulligan on uh on marriage. You should get a mulligan, <laughs> at least one or two. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't right. So the thing is, is because I've already been married, there's a lot of things that I didn't know I couldn't live without. There was a lot of things that I didn't know that were necessary like having friends like being happy for yourself like being able to find you know self-satisfaction um and so I think now when I'm thinking about what I do want a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was in a space where I didn't have those things and I didn't ever look to see if I had those things. I didn't, I wasn't aware that those were some things that I needed to be checking for. Like, um, I'm going to be real. Like my, my ex was like, at that time, I felt like my best friend, real talk. Like that was my dog. Like we could sit and talk. We could, he was a little grimy of a friend, but he was, he was, <laughs> that was still my dog like for real and I think that that was something that was always important to me like friendship has always been something that is important to me um but also looking at what are their what is their friend track record because if if they're not able if they're not able to be a good friend and have a good friend like people in jobs right they look at your work experience you still need to look at somebody's relationship experience, like their friend experience. They're like, where were they? Um, it's funny. I'm talking this. I, well, I'm talking. Uh, I, first of all, this is my business, but whatever. I'm talking to a couple people right now, right? Okay, okay, okay. Player. Um, I don't feel like I'm being a player. I feel like you know. You're being forthright, honest. I'm sure. I yeah. I feel like you know. I I I do like both of them. Um. I just, you know, it's kind of like up in the air. Like, no, nothing is solid. Nothing is concrete between either one of them. And I'm one of them people is like, I can move left and right depending on, you know, what the offer on the table is. <laughs> um, But like in thinking about their history, like one of them, a lot of people that I know knows him. Mm. The, uh, well, actually, both of them. That's actually interesting. That both of them. A lot of people I know know I know them. Okay. Um, you know one of them. It's okay. still the same. Okay. You know, okay. we have holding on. We, okay. We yeah, we hung out again. You know, we've we've been we've been communicating. Okay. Come on. Um, I'm hoping for you, my brother. I hope you win. I hope you win. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll see. We had a good, a good time. I had a brat moment, um, but it's okay. Uh, and um, the other one, a lot of people know him, like in in like kind of the the circle that I I'm around here. So, um, 
when I look at like their relationship history and like the things that they have in their relationships and like the people around them, um, I think that's what keeps me around. Like, you know, okay, all right, you can, you have, you have shown yourself to be your your work history. So thus far, seems pretty all right. Um, not really sure what you necessarily want right now. Um, and we haven't had that conversation about non-negotiables, which is interesting. I'm, I, I don't know that I want to have the, I, I feel like I really want to have the conversation of like intentions. Mm. Um, so, because, mean, so intention means more to you than non-negotiables. I think yes, because non-negotiables, that's not something that they can do anything about really. He, he cannot, he cannot just come healthy. Like he, he has to work on that. And so if I put that down on the table as something that's non-negotiable, I don't want you to work on it for me. Every all actually most of the things that I have that are non-negotiables are all for that person. Actually, yeah, yeah. Besides sex. Well, that's also for them too. That is also for them too. They, they might need that release. If you're gonna put that what's happening on them, you know, they're gonna be like real happy. Yeah, so oh, like right. I don't. Yeah, so I don't feel like me saying that stating that as a non-negotiable is a, it has a purpose. Okay. Because you can't do it if you, unless you. I'll start to notice those things. I'll notice whether you actually are, you know, happy. <laughs> yeah, you get a chief, chief joy operator your own damn life. Yeah, you waiting right. on me, or you waiting right. on me to make sure you're happy. Right, right. So, like, I'll notice certain things, and um, and so that that's not really necessary. But intentions are important because I need to know: Are you moving the way you, the way you say, you want to move? I got a question: Have you ever dealt with somebody that just was a miserable, cantankerous motherfucker? Like, like I I was in a relationship in the past with a person who was really trying to compete with me. And it didn't make any sense, but but there's people like that in this world who will be in a whole relationship with you and they competing against you. Like we on the team, baby. That's what I, I gotta tell we're, you. We're, I'm your yeah, yeah. Like I I can't really say that I really experienced that a lot. Maybe in my marriage a little bit, but maybe not really outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um. I was in a marriage when when I dealt with that, and that I don't wish that on nobody. Yeah, it's not it's not a good space to be. Like I tell you know, I would tell guys that I date, you know, especially when they you know really be trying to get competitive with me. Like I'm looking for a partner, baby. I ain't looking for somebody to compete with me. Like that's not that's not what I I, I want I want us to compete together as teammates, not compete against, against each, each other. other. Amen. Yeah, and so. I think that's all like that's also another reason why I this is a nice to have is that he can play spades. It's a nice to have. Man, look, spades spades will break up happy homes. Uh, Come on now. <laughs> like you you, you said- don't know. <laughs> I'm saying we go to Charleston to go play on get on the spades table. She don't know how to play spades. She might give me an ostracize for my family. So you know Oh my goodness. So you know, man. spades, like that or we in Duval and we hanging out with my partners. And we out east, we out east playing spades, and you can't play spades. You out here reneging. Now they talking trash. Now I'm about to fight my best friend because mm-hmm. you out here reneging. I told I I had to tell one of the guys I was dating. I told him, um, 
We got a few years before we could be space partners. About 10, probably. Because you can't be my space partner right now. Like, I'll play with your daddy before I play with you. Like, real talk. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, it's interesting. It, what's interesting is those are really two big parts of, like, the nice-to-haves that I've said um, that I think it's funny because the two guys that I'm talking to, like, I feel like one is one, the other is the other. Like one is one one has that that network, the other one like that's that could be my phrase partner. And oh, so man. it's a nice little cheater because it means so much more to me than that level. You know what I mean? Like it means yeah. like there is just something attractive about a man who can strategize. Like mm, okay. You know, like that is and space takes strategy. Yes, it does. You know, it's something about uh, a man who like who can who can finagle some shit out of no shit. Like, I just feel like you 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 learn to play the cards you was dealt. That's just something about that. That's just like, oh, who raised you? Come on over here. Come on, somebody, son. Somebody, son, gonna find me one. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I love the fact that, like, you said, you know, hey, you know, the non-negotiables, I, you mm-hmm. know, I don't need you changing it because, you know, you might try to change for me. I like, you know, I like to know your intentions. Let's talk about you. I, I like that. Um, I like that. That sounds, that sounds really poetic and nice. Um, however, comma, I just like, okay. I like non-negotiables just because... Uh, I don't want to waste nobody's daughter's time. If the moment I don't see it, I lose interest. The moment I don't see those those things being done, and not like, and I don't say like you have to do this, you have to do that. This is what I'm looking for, and then I just kind of leave it at that because you know, like a lot of times when you say what you're looking for, people, people, yeah, yes, don't get me wrong, people will try if they really want to be with you, they'll try to be somebody else for you for a little bit, right? Yeah. That you know, the narcissist no. will come out of them. That's that's also another reason why you I don't know about sharing those kind of things. Cause I feel like people will play a good game and and put you on this high and then drop you down real quick. Yeah. But I think I think also so there's there's several ways you can do it. You can have a conversation about the non negotiables or you could just see do they exhibit my non negotiables? Yes. Where do they yes. check off on the list? Um I'm I used to be a dirtbag. I used to be a real dirtbag, right? Like I used to be like the I'm cheating and lying, cheating, you know, like washing my dick in the sink. Um, you know, I was at my homeboy house. I was at AJ oh house. My I used to be that dude, right? So because of that now, like I find myself overcompensating with honesty and mm-hmm. with brutal honesty. And I think that, that that is a problem for me because I do feel like I shouldn't. I feel like I'm happy to have the non-negotiables I do have. But at the same time, I kind of do feel like what you said, where I've been in situations where people have sat there and tried their best to meet that expectation, failed, mm-hmm. but they tried their best. And it created, you know, it created basically a waste of time for me. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, because the relationship went left because they were really trying to be somebody else the whole time they were with me and they really couldn't meet my my. My non-negotiables, your non-negotiables are your minimum expectations. Like, for real, for real. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not even talking about my nights to halves because my nights to halves ain't really that long. <laughs> so I think my so nights to halves are a lot longer than my non-negotiables. Well, yeah, because you're, because your your nights to halves, I feel like I feel like your nights to halves should be the. Hey man, if that if that excuse my language, if that shit shake, that shit shake. If it don't shake, I'm good. I yeah, and I think that a part of my nice that nice to have have something a lot to do with the fact that I've dated so much mm-hmm. and that I've experienced so many different people that there's things about people that I like that I'm like, oh, that'd be nice, you know. But at the same time, um, if it wasn't, it's okay. Like. I really, I never even knew that existed until I talked to so and so. So it's okay if I don't. So, so give me, give me one nice to have that you have right now, while you're currently out here um, dating. Nice to have. I used to feel like, in part in the inside of me, I feel like this needs to over time become a non-negotiable. But nice to have, I think nice to have now is like opening doors. Mm. I really don't like opening my car door. Mm. Um, it's something that is just something about it. Like I just don't. Seems I don't know. Lower real lower level, real ghetto. It not even that it's ghetto. Like it just seems so like malnutrition. <laughs> you know what? I, like every time. You know, Huh? Every time I talk to you, Alex, I'll be like, I'll be like, Alex really should have been like in the seventies, because because Alex to be out here flourishing, like because because you know you you get kind of like the new new school women live thing, but then you also get the like a man's gonna be a man thing, because I, uh-huh. I feel like I feel like sometimes when I hear you talk, and you know we've we've had several conversations, just like I just feel like you like men that are men, but yeah. then at the same time. You also like a man who's who's modern enough to be like, okay, but this right here as well, or yeah. this right here as well. Yeah, he, you know, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be like macho man, but he does need to have the ability to one respect you and respect your growth and the fact that you're going to be a you, you're you're a key decision maker in your own life and you don't need mm-hmm. him for that for a part of it. Um. You know, and and if you do feel like you know, and if he's, if he's his support is nice. Yeah, if he wants to be uber successful and you know take you up out that job, you know you you okay with that? You can work that Amen. out. You know, allow you, allow you to be a, be an entrepreneur and you know do these podcasts. You know, talking with Alex podcast, all that other stuff. Amen. You know, all of that. We gonna go ahead and speak that by faith. Yes. Yes. Deep pockets. Deep pockets. Deep pockets. But um, deep but, yeah. pockets. Yeah. You know, hey, you, hey, you know, hey, you <laughs> beautiful baby girl. Oh, baby girl, and go from there. You know, I'm just speaking it by faith because that's what I want for my friend. But I think that. Thank you. I think that you know um, the hard part is just working through it, just working through it, and just our knowledge. But kind of like you said, spending so much time, spending so much time out in the world, we we get to the point where we we you know we date so much, and that's really all I'm. You know, that's really what I've been learning through dating exclusively dating because I'm more of the I'd rather exclusively date I don't want to date multiple people I just want to exclusively date one lady at a time figure it out figure out if that's for me or not if it's not cool and then I can just move on but I think that with dating sometimes 
uh, I think if you love yourself, the appreciation for yourself grows as you date people. Yeah. And, and when you find that person that clicks, they seamlessly mold in and fold into who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's why I think that that's hard to say, like, these are things that I'll, you know, my nice to haves are hard because I feel like even with, so I don't, I don't, I do believe in exclusively dating, but like, I feel like it has to be a conversation. Like, we have to have a conversation about it. Like, I'm not just going to be sitting here exclusively dating. Oh, facts, 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 Like, you know, I'm not. And I don't feel like if I'm not getting that energy back. But I do think that I I just don't be out here doing, like, random shit. When when I'm getting closer to a person that I like. Like, if I'm getting close to a person that I like, I feel like I do get to a point where I'm like... It may come to a point where we are exclusively dating and not even on purpose just because that energy is moving that way. Um, But like there are things there are things about people that I don't even realize I like or I was okay with or I'm you know this is oh this is this is this is helpful for me as a person like how I am as a person this is something that I need I don't realize those things until I'm dating and sometimes I can't say that they're nice to have because I ain't never had them like you know you don't know how nice it is to wear labels right because before I never like I honestly I didn't know the big deal about like why people wanted to have all these name brand shit. Cause I'm like, I could well, you know, it's Target, it's Mossy Target. Not good. even, not even Target, cause Target expensive. Like, um, <laughs> that George, that George from Walmart. So no, no, not Walmart, but like you know, Rainbow, I, you know, stuff like that. I could wear clothes from Rainbow. I'd be real cute. People done complimenting me all the time. But like understanding, like when you start buying things of more better quality. Not even like that it has to have the label all over it. A better quality, you realize the quality is worth it. Mm. But you don't know that until, like, I still like Rainbow. Like, don't get me wrong. If I'm going out and I need, you know, I just want something to wear for the night and I know I probably ain't going to wear it that much ever again. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. I don't, like, I don't understand the buying grandiose, expensive shit to wear one time. Um and never wear it again. If it's grandiose, expensive, it needs to be a label. It it needs to be a staple in my, in my wardrobe. Exactly, exactly. Um, but that's just me. That's just me. But I understand people do it. I I love that for them. But that's how I also. But I also understand that in doing it, you know, you start to get a better quality of life that you haven't had before, and you get, you start to say, oh, this would be nice. You know, this mm-hmm. would be better. Like, I look back, this guy tried to talk to me the other day, and he was like, I used to be homeless, now he working, he's some security job, um, he boxes, and he he was like, I don't really, I don't have a car, but that ain't, that's there's nothing wrong with that, right? And I was like, you know, I, I mean, no, it ain't nothing wrong with that, but like, because like, I got a homegirl, her, her boy, her boyfriend, when they met, he didn't have a car. He was okay living here in Oakland without a car. 
he got around just like how he needed to, all those things. Um, he Ubered when necessary. But he also made he also makes a de- decent income to when she decided to quit her job, he said he would take care of her. Mm. Like he got her. Mm. Like she got a car, but he got income, you know? And so like in my head, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I thought immediately to them, right? Yeah. But then I had to think about it. But then his response was, you know, like, cause I mean, bus there's buses, buses go pretty much everywhere. Oh, yes, they do. Negro. They do, but Negro, we ain't riding no bus now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Hell no. If he would have said, oh, but we can catch an Uber somewhere, we can, like, I could have rocked with you, but, like, <laughs> you you want us to get on a bus to go on a date? Hey, he could have hit that Jill Scott. Who are you? He could have hit that Jill Scott. Let's take a long walk. <laughs> he also said we could do that, too. We could walk. I'm like, nah, sir, this ain't my kind of speed. Like, I don't care that you don't got no car, but, like, you think I'm about to be out in these cold streets getting on the bus with you? Like, I'm not... That's not the place in life I am at anymore. We're not getting on no buses. Like... Oh, man. I'm with it. I'm you would have said the bar... We could get on a train. We can get in an yeah. Uber. Uh, you know, we can get on a plane. But what we're not doing is getting on a... We're, we're not getting on a city transportation bus that stops at every light. Now, I can see if you're like, oh, let's take the bus to another city or something. I'm actually down to do that. Non-negotiable. But, you got to have a car, sir. <laughs> you don't have to. And, but that, what I'm saying, like, you know, when I thought about her and him, like, I thought about, you know, he don't have a car. He still don't have a car right now. Some he form no of car. permanent mode of transportation. He don't have a car, but he is just perfectly fine. He don't, like, she be like, I'm going to leave you. He be like, all right, I'm Uber home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like they don't, she don't, he don't have a care in the world. Like he ain't talking about he getting on no bus from the club. What the oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Jesus is the Jesus. I, I hit the day party. I hit the day party so I can catch the bus. I ain't going to the club at night. Yeah, you can't even get in. I can't. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. So yes, I like. Now I, I got the like, strong butt. Yeah, I feel like so. Like when I think about things that are nice to have. Like a car is nice to have. It's not a non-negotiable, but like the mentality of transportation is a non-negotiable. Like the mentality that you have, but like I've watched couples, you know what I mean? I remember I was in a place like that where I was okay taking a bus with somebody, but I was, I felt like I was, that was before I knew labels, you know, like that's the transfer, mm. you know, the, that's the transition of like, before you know quality, you're okay doing those things with people for whatever reason. Like, and, and that's you, that's you evolving and going through dating. I'm just using the bus as an example, but there's a lot of things that, that happen like that in relationships of like, you never knew that this was something that was important to you um, until you experienced it or you experienced the other side, you know? So it depends. It really this this dating shit is hard. Um, dating. So so wow. So, okay. So let's let's recap right quick. Let's let's bring uh-huh. it home. So it, it sounds home. like you have three non-negotiables, but you so you're you have. This, they got you more have, than that. You I have more people than are, that. 
no, you have a key philosophy, which is intention matters more than your non-negotiables. Then you you do have three non-negotiables, and then you have a lot of nice to haves. Your nice to haves overweigh and overcome all that other shit you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of like it. I like your hierarchy. I want to know your intention first, because it sounds like to me a person's intentions supersedes your non-negotiables. Because if you can see their intent, it sounds like you're willing to even say, you know what, for you, this is not a non-negotiable because I see your intent. I don't think that, I mean, I think that I think that they're they're kind of like, you know, you know when they say you can have like you can have a like I think like you know you can turn in your passport and then you don't have to give out your social security number or something like that but the like, social security card but like if you want to have your okay um, you talk about like I-9 a job forms. record yeah so yeah, these I-9 I-9 forms. Forms. <laughs> like you could have a or you could have b you need two both I think the guy negotiable intentions are both I just don't necessarily think I have to um I have to state the non-negotiables. I have to state intentions. Okay. Non-negotiables will happen for me over time anyway, for me to be like, eh, you know, that's that's my that's me calibrating where we are. Um and I, and I'm sorry, I I'm I'm sorry like he doesn't really have a a, a chance to revi- <laughs> um come back from it. Mm. Like my non-negotiables, I don't think you really have a chance to come back from like me to discuss them and me to say that this is something that is a non-negotiable and you come back from them nice to have you are but non-negotiables you are not because if you don't come with it you ain't gonna come with it you ain't gonna have it like what you gonna do yeah you can't do nothing about it somebody depressed i can't you can't they can't do nothing about that it's just only only non-negotiable that I think that you probably can you can come back from a sex. That's it. That's the only one. Yeah, you want to learn. You want to learn and coach, which we definitely got to do an episode yeah. with Bridgetta Giles, uh, the sex educator who's been on here before, because I think that would be fun. Uh, listening to y'all talk, um, just because okay. I think I think some of the stuff that she talks about, you might be like, hmm. Uh, but <laughs> with that being said. Um, I, I want to go ahead and we're going to put this to a pause because we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this again a little bit more. We're going to do a third part. We're going to do a third part. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to come back and get together like Voltron with the Cash App crew. And we're going to, we're going to actually bring this, bring this topic to a head. Um, with that yeah. being said, um, we thank y'all for listening. This is a part of our 31 on 31 pack that we're going to release January 1st. So we enjoy you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Alex Alex, where can they find you? You can find me at um, Alex the Alex Inc. on Instagram. Cash App. <laughs> Cash App. <laughs> and uh and also Twitter, but I don't really use that. I use Cash App more. Yeah, 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 definitely. If you definitely want to hit her Cash App with, you know, with a nominal fee of, of at least thirty-three dollars. Uh that was Jesus year. Hit her with $33, put a little message, scripture on there, she got you. Um, and of course, if you want to find me, you can find me at that at Dr. Gas Can Man on Twitter, at Dr. Gas Can Man on Instagram. 
Uh, yeah, Dr. Gas Can Man. It's pretty much how you can find me uh, at any place, any place that you're looking for. Uh, if you want to find me in Cash App, Dr. Gas Can Man, I don't need $33. I need $9 because nine is the best number in the world. All right. So with that being said, we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. We out. Bye.